0: Welcome to SkyCast from SkyGen, the podcast where we bring you the latest trends in the vision and dental specialty benefits management and technology landscape. I'm Holly Carter with SkyGen, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, we're going to start off with part one of a two-part series discussing technology in specialty benefits. So, I think whether you consider yourself tech savvy or maybe not, technology has become a big part of our lives. And as technology advances, we see more and more companies that are compelled to find new and creative ways to use it. We've even seen certain old school habits, like writing checks, become completely obsolete. Well, these changes are happening in healthcare equally. So now as a foundation for today's podcast, we're going to listen in on some recorded highlights from a panel discussion that was titled The Future of the Providers' Digital Journey, recorded at SkyGen's annual summit. This panel discussion was moderated by Kyle Colts, SkyGen's Chief Operations Officer, and features four industry experts. The first one, Jeff Meyerhofer, Group Head of Commercial Payments at Optum. Next, Teresa Duncan, President of Odyssey Management Incorporated. Heather McDermott, Product Manager 2 of Specialty Benefits at Principal, and Ankit Kondawal, Engagement Director at Overjet. So, now without further ado, let's start off by eavesdropping on the panel for just a minute. They're going to get us started as Ankit Kondawal and Heather McDermott share how they see technology being leveraged both in their own companies and how they're seeing it relate to payer and provider experiences.
1: As a technology company for us, technology for payers is no longer a strategic differentiator. It's an absolute must of how payers grow their business, maintain relationship with their community. Right? Consumers now have come to expect from healthcare the same level of centricity that they see with other industries that's driven by digital transformation. And built on a framework of uh, trust, interoperability and transparency. So technologies like artificial intelligence, advanced analytics is really core to how we look at uh, transforming consumer experience, how we drive uh, better care to for the members, better access to cares, uh, better access to care. And of course, drive operational efficiency and automation for our payer and provider community. How do you simplify onboarding and credentialing for providers? How do you make more consistent decisioning claim automation to be able to pay claims faster. And then of course, transform the entire consumer experience and the interaction. They want Uber, Amazon-like experiences where it's one touch self-service. It's no longer driven by, I need to make five different calls to get an answer. So that's really how uh, how we are seeing as we talk to leaders in the payer domain of how they're looking at these technology to enable digital transformation across the entire domain.
2: Technology plays a critical role in how we meet our customers' needs at Principal, And um, I get the pleasure of working with uh, technology partners on a daily basis within our organization on really trying to solve problems for our customers and how we can bring them customer value. So that customer aspect is very, very important to us. Um, also, we're looking for improvements for our employee experience. So how can we make our employees' experience better with our company through technology? And then a third aspect that I would mention is we're really trying to use technology to scale our operation, and that allows us to serve more customers. So really looking for automation opportunities and, and other kind of self-serve opportunities to help us with scale. So I think
0: Ankit made a fantastic point when he intimated that technology is no longer a differentiator, but an absolute must-have in the payer-provider community. It's really about meeting consumers where they are. And if you think about it, today everybody expects those Amazon and Uber-like experiences. But Heather made a good point, too, talking about how companies have to leverage this technology in innovative ways that benefit their employees who are using it on the back end. At the same time, I think it's really important to bear in mind that there are consequences for adopting technology and how it can change the experience of those who have to interact with it. For example, what are the implications of this technological shift on in-person patient-provider relationships? Let's jump back into the panel for just a minute and hear what Teresa Duncan has to say on that very topic. Too much technology actually to choose from. And so for them, I
3: believe we're getting to the point where we're getting to the tipping point, but what they're concentrating on is how much is all of this technology and not just payer related, but all of the technology in the office, how much is this going to cost? And do I have the margin to afford it? So I'd like to take a step back even from the use of the technology and address uh, the fear of consumer behavior and how it's changing because once I think Dentists wrap their arms around that, and I think it's happening. Once they wrap their arms around that, I think you'll see higher adoption. And what I mean by that is we talk about our patients wanting to schedule online, doing everything online. In the provider side, there's a big, uh, that's not gonna work with us thought because so much of dentistry is in person and you have a lot of admin team members like myself. I was a former office manager. I am a former office manager. And I want to be able to wow the patient when they're in front of me, you know, I'm good at that. I was really good with patients. But when you take that away from me and now they're all scheduling online, getting confirmations online, all of that, that makes me feel like, well, it's very impersonal. So the providers are feeling this kind of pullback of that provider-patient relationship, and I'm
0: not sure if they like it very much. So there's a little bit of fear with the technology uh, that's coming at them hard and fast. Teresa certainly has given us a lot to think about. It does seem like every time you turn around, a new technology or innovation is popping up, and it makes it a little overwhelming how to choose. Ultimately, I think we all know this shift was heavily driven by the COVID-19 pandemic. As you're going to hear in the next segment, Teresa is going to go on talking about the staffing implications of COVID-19 and how it became necessary to embrace technology in order to contend with resource shortages while enabling transparency in information and data.
3: COVID really robbed us of a lot of excellent dental workers. We lost a lot of institutional knowledge throughout all of these offices because so many just left. And what replaced them or somewhat replaced them Are new eager workers but who are completely untrained in anything dental much less dental insurance and so trying to retrain these employees is really tough you guys see it you have i believe this this feeling in offices that they need to investigate everything about a patient's plan so that nothing can take them by surprise and so you're you're seeing it now with them calling because they want a full rundown of benefits on a patient, even though they're coming in just for a cleaning and evaluation, right? So you're seeing these demands on your customer service, calling on hold to ask about non-covered services and can I do this and can I do that? And they don't want to be on hold either, but they feel like they have to have this information or they're not going to provide a good experience for the patient or even worse, they're going to get embarrassed by having the wrong information Mm -hmm. and getting an EOB that's wrong. And that's, that I think is what you're, running into and that's why I think we're spending so much time calling payers is because we want to make sure we get the right answer and all of that could be avoided you know, with, with having some transparency um, on the portals and I know many of your portals are very good uh, but it's also a struggle of getting them to utilize all of the portals as well rather than just picking up the phone and calling you. Um, if I could just make one more com- uh, comment here. The whole issue of network management in a dental office is something that they're really struggling with because for them it's a completely manual process. And they are not, they don't know who they're in network with, they're not sure. And, and even if they did know who they were in network with, if Sally quits to stay home now, Jenny coming in has no idea and doesn't even know where to find that information. So it, there are lots of manual processes going on in the dental office that are so easy to automate, but it's just not happening.
0: In addition to the staffing requirements that came up from COVID, I think we've also seen some shifts in terms of money. The world has changed, and now payments are processed in a different way, and we've moved from checks to electronic payments. Let's eavesdrop on Jeffrey Meyerhofer as he talks a little bit about his insights in the world of payments
3: first of all, we were uh, asked to fund all of the CARES funding going out to both dental and uh, provider organizations in the healthcare space. And one of the things that we saw was a significant uptick in, in electronic payments. And so more and more providers are looking for how do they get paid faster. They don't They don't want to take that check anymore and accumulate those for a week and then go to the bank. It's just the pandemic itself kind of caused some of that to move people away from uh, taking paper checks. So I
0: guess at this point, it begs the question, what specific innovations are the panelists seeing? We understand the importance of technology. We've heard their thoughts on why the innovation has been evolving so rapidly. But what are some concrete programs or technological developments that are currently underway? Now, before we answer that, I just wanted to jump in and say, if you're just joining us, Welcome. We're hearing from insights from industry experts on technology based on a panel discussion called The Future of the Provider's Digital Journey. Now, coming up next, we're going to hear what providers are doing, how providers should be leveraging technology, and where the industry is headed toward this technological enablement. We're going to hear from Ankit, Teresa, and Heather next
1: self-service capabilities. Mm -hmm. I think providers uh, want that they have all the information available through digital and virtual channels. Uh, so payers are starting to focus a lot on that while trying to modernize their legacy channels of paper and voice and their focus is how can providers get the insights uh, at the right time at the right place integrated into the tools and technology they use so they're not having to go learn five different things, uh, one for each different payer to figure out how do I get, get that information. So I think that's, the, that's, that's some consistency and ease of use we are uh, starting to see within the industry as well.
3: When I call... If I'm calling you, it's really because I can't find that information on the sheet. And what I'm looking for specifically, if I could build your eligibility piece, I would like to know, is this plan a self-insured plan or a fully funded plan? Does this plan have coordination of benefits and what that is? And I would like to know what fee schedule, which network this is tapping into, okay? So I really, I need those. And the reason why I need those is the non-covered services rule I'm sure you all are hearing it. It's <clears throat> it's just a mess out there. So if it was very clear on your portal, this is a self-funded plan, your state law doesn't apply, this is an uncovered service, meaning you can bill it. And I mean, just if it was right there in front of them, they wouldn't call you and they wouldn't be asking you on all these <clears throat> questions. And I think the the next piece I, w- I would ask for is let's really utilize the 835 more. And instead of sending in an 835 for a crown crown buildup. I now have to send you an x-ray along with that to, to justify it, right? I don't even wanna do that. What I wanna do is send you the 835 and you tell me how much it would be were I to document it to the extent you need it later. I don't need to have it approved. I just would like to know how much it's gonna cost. And if we could just send that to you all and have it returned, I think, you'd get a lot of happy offices because they would know exactly what fee schedule is attached and all of and there would be more clarity and we need the clarity.
2: We recently implemented, well, it's been in place for a few years now and we're working on expanding it, but an online PPO application to join our network. And so we're seeing a lot of success with that because there isn't as much back and forth regarding missing information and credentialing information that is needed. And we've really worked to decrease the amount of time that it takes to onboard providers into our network. So really good success there. And then also who's heard of with just within the industry, kind of the concept of real-time estimates or real-time treatment planning, right? Um, and so I think that's really intriguing right now within the industry, basically offices could be delivered in some form, uh, the fees that are gonna be applied, plan provisions that will be applied, how much the insurance will pay, um, how much the patient liability might be. So I think that's an area where there's a little bit more buy- within the industry on that and so there's likely some carriers that are looking to potentially solution with something like that. Wow
0: from self-service portals to real-time estimates there certainly are a lot of interesting developments to take in there. At the end of the day there is however an underlying theme of establishing trust and transparency between payers and providers to better service the patients and optimize processes and I think this can only occur through collaboration and Ankit's in agreement with me. Let's eavesdrop on him giving some closing statements on his thoughts about collaboration.
1: There is more to gain in uh, collaborating together than there is by gaming the process, right? From at least our perspective, right, as we see uh, technologies like artificial intelligence that we use is helping drive a lot of transparency between payers and providers. It's helping uh, providers understand what do payers expect in terms of how their claims will be processed, what's medically necessary, quantifying that data, which to date is very subjective. So removing that subjectivity from the process by leveraging AI and moving towards a quantified, consistent, transparent method has definitely uh, has helped both the sides realize there's a lot more to collaborate on.
0: Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I certainly hope you've gotten some great value out of today's podcast this brings us to the end of the podcast. Don't forget to check us out for part two, as this is a part two series as we delve into AI. This podcast was brought to you by SkyGen with coverage from Transform 2022, transforming dental, vision, specialty, business, technology, experiences, care, health, and so much more. SkyGen is a leader in dental and vision specialty benefits management and administration. For more information about SkyGen, please visit us at www.skygenusa.com.